My name is Sina Plagenkuhl, and you're listening to Farm to Market, a podcast about farmers and the people who love them. And welcome back to the Farm to Market podcast. I'm your host, Sina Plegenkuhl, and today's episode is very special. We are chatting with Ashley Nathy, who is the new general market manager of the Minneapolis Farmers Market. As some of you may know, I'm the director of programs and partnerships at the market, but it's a position that cannot be done alone. And so when we hired Ashley, her and I came together as this unstoppable duo. But here's the thing, you may not know who Ashley is. You may not understand her background or why she's involved in this field of work or why she was chosen for this job. Behind every person, there is a rich and beautiful story. And today we are here to tell Ashley's story. Ashley Nathy has been a farm girl all her life. Her father is the man behind Riverside Farms, which is a massive operation in Elk River, Minnesota. Across 550 acres and three properties, the farm produces a variety of produce that includes, but not limited to, sweet corn, cabbage, green peppers, squash, and pumpkins. But it all starts with Ashley's dad, Dave has been doing farm work since the age of eight. He began on a farm in New Brighton, Minnesota for a man named Joe Hip. He was roped into farm work early in life by his older brother because they always seemed to be together. After getting involved at such a young age, Dave Nathy never really left the farm life. In 1980, he officially started Riverside Farms and has continued a slow but steady effort of expansion. Today, the farm employs 43 people, 35 of which are Mexican workers who have come here on a visa program. By the way, Ashley is bilingual. She took six years of Spanish education and grew up speaking it on the farm. There are a few notable parts about the property. They have 15 greenhouses, they operate a massive irrigation system, and they have cattle, which are very cute, but terrifying when they sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah... I was not expecting that. Anyways, the day of the shoot was partly cloudy and especially cold. We were glad to be inside the main greenhouse, which was vibrant from the fall harvest. Neon orange pumpkins and the multicolored spectacle of ornamental corn. We spent some time setting everything up for the video version of the podcast. Each pumpkin needed its perfect place. But before we get started, there's one more thing I wanted to add. 
Since this is a podcast about farmers, we always try to keep things authentic and record on farm property. However, the only place we could record was the greenhouse and right as we started, construction began outside. We apologize for the noise, but the recording felt appropriate since it is meant to portray and represent the actual lives of farmers. Okay, finally, here's Ashley and I. Enjoy. This is an awesome, awesome episode because we are with Ashley Nathy. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Sina. <laughs> uh, we're at her family farm, which is Riverside, and um, it's absolutely beautiful. A beautiful Thank fall you. day. Yes, and there's mums and pumpkins and gourds and squashes. But yeah, how are you feeling today, Ashley? Good. This yeah. is exciting. <laughs> I've never done something like this, so this will be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is... This is actually really a special episode to me because the farmer's market has never really had managers like you and I. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) So we are breathing this new life into this market. But let's first start about uh, if you can just explain like who you are and a little bit about the farm and your role at the market. Okay, so I'm Ashley Nathy, as Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. maybe some other people don't. Um, (laughs) I am the new general manager at the Farmer's Market. I started beginning of June, so I came in at the height of the season. Yep. Previous to that, I was working here at my family farm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing everything from harvesting to making produce deliveries um, to planting corn, planting cabbage, peppers, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as running some of our crews of guys that we have come up from Mexico on H2A visa programs. Mm, that's so cool. You know, I've this is my third season at the farmer's market. And so we've kind of, you know, seen each other at the market. Yep. yep. Um, but we never really got to get to know each other. And so this is... This has been like a really amazing journey to get to know one another because when I first met you, you oh only God. were what at- was your impression? <laughs> oh God. Well, okay. First of all, you're drop dead gorgeous and you would come in with these hanging baskets. So you were like this farmer fairy coming in with all these beautiful <laughs> flowers and like your farm has been around forever. So you had regular customers. So we really, really didn't have much time to get to know each other because you guys were pretty busy. Yeah. That's kind of, and then you would leave. Right. Yeah. 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 Because we're only there for a limited time. And it seems like you're there for a really long time when you're down there. But if you think about it, the time goes by so quick. Yeah. You're at the market and we'd say our hellos, have our coffee and then you'd you'd go. And then um, when the role opened up for a general market manager, one of the our board members and her husband said that you were interested. And I was like, wow. (laughs) surprising right like wait a second I thought she was down here as a vendor yeah yeah so kind of what made like tell me that story tell me who told you about the role and then like why you wanted to be the general manager yeah so um as a kid I grew up at the farmer's market in fact my parents actually met because of the farmer's market oh my god that's so cute I know isn't it (laughs) Um, back in like the eighties, they had a farmer's market dance and that's where my mom and dad met. Her cousin was married to a reseller Uh and, um, she was like, Sue, you should come and meet this really great farmer. Like, Uh I think you'd really like him. And my mom's like, I don't know. And she's like, come on, you're coming, you're coming. So my mom and dad kind of were like on a blind date of sorts, I guess. 
this is this is just absolutely insane. So your your parents they didn't know each other, but they were around each other at the market? No. So okay. my mom had never really been down to the market. Her cousin was just married just to this somebody. reseller. Okay. So like Got it. she knew of the market. Yeah. And her cousin was like, Yeah, come on, so you should come with us. Okay. So my mom was like, I guess. Okay, keep going. So, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I'm kind of on this planet because of the I Minneapolis Farmers Market, that. right? I was just thinking that. So, <laughs> they end up meeting and they end up getting married. I mean, fast forward, right? So, yeah. they end up getting married and have me and I end up growing up down at the Farmers Market. Uh-huh. And from as long as I can remember, there was always somebody who would walk down the aisle who ran the farmer's market and I thought it was really cool and I really liked how everything seemed to come together how he like placed all the people in their stalls and all that stuff well I always thought it'd be really cool to be him when I was a kid okay his name was Larry (laughs) yes I'm not kidding this is a true story yeah so when Bonnie Dean uh, actually it was Bob Dean okay Bob Dean said Ash are you interested in the general market manager role? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, come on, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Call up Bonnie, talk to some of the board members and, you know, find out a little bit more about it and see if that's something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So after talking to a couple of people, I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Yeah. Like, it's something I've always wanted to do. It's something I felt I would be good at, but it's also something that I thought would help me further my knowledge in an industry that I really love, which yeah. is farming. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I interviewed for the position and with talking to all the board members, I was like, you know what? I really feel like I can bring something to the table here. Yeah. So I accepted the job. And I feel like in my time that I've been working at the market and with yourself, I feel like we have done a lot of really positive things for the market. I agree. I mean, honestly, how long has it been? So I think my first day was May 28th. May 28th. May 28th. I remember it because I got no sleep the night before. Yeah. It was like super hectic. Uh-huh. Yep. So I remember it so clearly as well. So for folks that don't really know the market schedule, we are open year round. May through October is when we're open daily. So um, when we have our Nicolette Mall Farmers Market, it's eight markets a week that we run. And at the beginning of the season, we're welcoming our farmers back, our our plant or flower growers. And then we prepare for our vegetable growers to get here, usually end of May, early June. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so at that point, for that first month of no other market manager but, my, but myself, I was just extremely, extremely <laughs> like, <Poor thing>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who is it gonna be? Who, we need help immediately. Right. I'm so worried. I'm so worried because uh, this job, you can't do this job alone. No, yeah. I would totally yeah. agree with that. Um, and so when they offered you the position, for one thing, I was super excited because I just think it's important that a farmer's market that's run by farmers has somebody with farming background because we had a lot of interviews where we really like talked to like a full spectrum of type of people uh, that wanted this job people with management but not farmers market background and so when you got hired I we did our first rounds where Ashley and I as market managers when we start the day, we go through the market and make sure everybody's in their stalls correctly, say hi to vendors. Ashley's just like, I'm like, this is our new manager. And she's talking about 
watering systems. <laughs> we're talking about irrigation. We're talking about fertilizer. Yes. We're talking about plants. Yeah. And in that moment, I was just so happy that you <laughs> got the job. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm I'm a market manager as well, but our roles are pretty different, but we work together. Yeah. So I'm really working with our customer base, our marketing, our programs, like our food access program. Um, and then Ashley's doing Go ahead. Tell them what you do. Um, so I do a lot of work with um, with our membership directly in regards to like their stall fees, their membership fees, um, if they have any placement questions. So like every weekend I put together this big old Tetris map yes. of how these farmers are going to fit in these three great sheds. So that's a lot of work in itself. Um, like people people seriously till this day thinks that markets just happen. Yeah, I agree with that. And it is not the case. Yeah, we I agree have with that. 170 stalls. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell them. Tell them about like what the vendors can have and what they can't have, and like some of the struggles of putting together a perfect layout for the market. Oh my gosh! And you know we got to give you so much credit because we threw you in there. Yeah, you know, really, <laughs> that is true. Like it was like sink or swim. Have fun, Ashley. Bye. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, there's certain farmers that they need two stalls, sometimes three stalls. Yeah. And then you have your annual stall members that they get to be in the same stalls 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So now with the daily farmer that needs like two or three stalls, you have to find a place where you have a gap between annual stall members and a daily, mm -hmm. you know, a stall mm -hmm. member. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot that goes into the map that I do every weekend and to get everybody's stuff in there and yeah. have it fit and have it look not seamless, but appear right. to be so. Right? right. And then like when you mentioned we have to do our rounds in the morning, well, we're mainly looking to see if somebody is if somebody has something on their table that they shouldn't have. Like mm -hmm. if you didn't put on your application that you're going to sell flowers this year, I better not see any cut flowers on your table because <laughs> that's not OK. Yeah. Or, um, you know, with the with the growing seasons the way that they are, we want to offer our farmers the first chance at selling tomatoes, uh -huh. not our reseller. Uh -huh. And, you know, with raspberries and apples and melons, peppers, the same thing. So we're, mm -hmm. I'm really looking to see if they have any of that stuff on their table mm -hmm. and if they're behind the line, we don't right. want them too far out into the walkway. Mm -hmm. It's fun. There's just a lot of stuff that goes into it to make it happen by the time that the consumer gets there. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in those moments where it's not perfect and a vendor breaks a rule. Like <laughs> Yeah. Big smiles from Ashley right now. Yeah. So tell me like how when you cuz you're you're still a new manager, you know, yeah. and when a vendor's not happy Tell me, tell me about some of those situations. So my biggest thing is I, I feel for the vendor on some of the things because I have been the vendor. Right. But I'm also now the manager and there are some things that fly and there are other things that don't. Yeah. And I guess the best way when I find something that happens that's breaking a rule or whatever is to really just explain to them yeah. why I can't have that and have them see my point of view. Yeah. Because I'm not just going to go out there and like lay the law down, you know, <laughs> and just hammer it in. But like, yeah. 
we got to meet each other halfway. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. usually all of our vendors are really great about that. I haven't had too many people give me like a super hard time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's a market to run and you have to follow the rules because if you allow one thing for one person, you have to allow that thing for every person. Yeah. And a lot of times that's not going to that's not going to work. So. Right, right. Because as market managers, we do have to think about the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I love about you is that you are so good at understanding, though it is a bigger picture. We are humans. We are individuals. We have our own struggles. I mean, we you get there first. So you're there at what time? I usually get there at 4.30 on Saturdays. And how many vendors are there before us? Um, at peak season, there's probably a good 10, that 15 are that are waiting. And um, yeah, yeah, probably didn't get much sleep the night before. Correct. So we get a little toot yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we, we get some cranky folks in there <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Um, but <clears throat> setting all that aside, um, I, feel, I feel like because we kind of struggle, we get up early in the morning and we get our stall, our market set up, our stall set up. Once everything's all set in stone, those those moments of you better to put those flowers away, you know, type thing. Um, we we just like get back to what we're here for and we let go. of. Yeah, that's a really good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody does come in crabby and they've got a little bit of a tood, it's almost like it's forgotten as soon as the market starts because they're like, wait a second. This yeah. is what I'm here for. Yeah. This is what I want to be here for. It doesn't matter if I came in tired. It doesn't matter if I'm crabby. Like I'm here to sell. I'm here to provide the consumer with their needs. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, I kind of got a table the toot I came in with because <laughs> I want to be I love that my we're best using self. the word toot. Yes. <laughs> Such a mom word. Right. Um, okay. So, all right. So now, you know, end of May, we're in the middle of October. You had this perspective of this job as a little girl seeing Larry. And if people know the farmer's market, Larry was... He was the guy. He was the guy. I mean, there's He a, was the guy. There's like a old school painting that somebody did in our office. Yes. It's, it's literally this, like probably in the 70s. And there's this guy in a white button-up shirt, khakis, khaki pants. and holding a clipboard, just hovering over us as we work every day. And yes. I found out... That's that's Larry. Larry. And that's what he wore. <laughs> a legend. No, that is. He always wore khaki pants and a white shirt <laughs> with some loafers. So I I haven't seen you wear yours yet since you wanted I haven't, I haven't broke it out yet. We're working on it maybe Halloween. Okay. Oh, that's a really good idea. You should dress up as Larry for Halloween. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So um now that you're in this role, like, tell me some of the things that really surprised you about this job that you didn't know was a part of this job. <clears throat> um, I would say that kind of it goes back to what we were just talking about. I would say I didn't realize all the work that went into it before the vendors get down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was a vendor before and then I was a child growing up there and I didn't see a lot of the stuff that I have to do to get ready for our weekend market Uh or for any market at at that matter. Um, There's a lot of cleanup that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, not Mm -hmm. everybody likes to throw their trash in a trash receptacle. No. Um, So 
there's a lot of stuff that I have to pick up before the market opens up to customers and to vendors um, to get ready for that. Um, There's a lot of bookkeeping that I didn't realize was involved. Uh Um, Yeah, there's some things that are involved (laughs) that I didn't realize that went into it. Uh, Same for me, because I grew up coming to the market as a customer with my mom. and sure. For me, it was just like this nostalgic memory of just holding plastic bags full of vegetables and spending one-on-one time with my mom. Yeah. And I really wanted to, you know, help my community and, and do good work and not be in a cubicle and be with real people. That That's what I yeah. wanted, right? Yeah. But what I didn't realize is that we are in the middle of the city, a very urban environment. It's very diverse. We, I mean, the market is a wonderful, amazing space because we have all walks of life come to our market. So Absolutely. If you have zero money in your pocket or if you have a bajillion dollars in your pocket, you can experience the same type of yeah. experience. Yeah, definitely. You know, buying fruits and vegetables, being with your family, being with community, food access. I mean, that's the number one thing about the farmer's market. But what I didn't realize is that when the market is completely empty in the middle of the night there could be street racing and we have to use a forklift to remove a car from the parking oh lot that or- was my first weekend <laughs> yeah. that was my first weekend and i'm looking at this car and i'm like oh my god what do we do right. and another vendor was like well we're just gonna have to go get so-and-so's forklift yeah. like and i'm like wait what for what Right. I'm so confused at this yeah. point. And he's like an old pro. He knows exactly what he needs to do with this car. And I'm like, okay, we can check that off the farmer's market right. bucket list that I didn't know even existed. I am going to propose this. We need to write a book about oh God, all the be, crazy things. That oh, so many. I mean, just okay. in one month, the things that go on, it's yeah. like... Yeah. Wow. Okay, we can check another thing off the bucket list yes. because it's a very real list in my head. Like I wouldn't see this anywhere else but the Minneapolis Farmers Market. Yeah. And wouldn't we, see this at the farm. We can talk about it all day long, but you Absolutely. and I are the only ones that, that can, actually get it. Yeah. 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 Yes. yes. So one thing that I know that's really important to me and to you is safety, right? Yeah, Um, definitely. When I started at this market in 2020, it was all about public safety because of COVID. Oh, sure. Yep. And um, that in itself was a huge ordeal. I hated Um, being a vendor there at that time. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It was the worst. It it literally was the worst. It was the worst. But that was like health safety, right? Yeah, absolutely. Going into 2021, it was, you know, we were starting to open back up again without wearing masks and six feet apart and all that jazz. Um, And now this year, 2022, um, things that we've seen as market managers, because we're there before everybody's there, um, general public and vendors, I've come across a lot of scenarios of the unhoused community that sleep at the market. Yeah. There's things that happen at night that kind of, we just get to see the leftovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel, you know, you and I have just gone through a lot this summer because this is more than I've ever even seen with late night activity at the market. Yeah. And at this point, I'm just like, nothing surprises me. Yeah. Um, especially, was it, I think it was a Saturday I came in uh-huh. and there was two couches out in 
the three hundreds. Yeah. In some of the stalls, there was yeah, two I couches. wasn't there, so you're no. by yourself. I'm by myself, and I pull my car in, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you are joking me right now!" And I'm just laughing because, like, like I said, at this point, nothing surprises me, right? Right. So one of the vendors was nice enough to come try to help me move them. Uh huh. And I was like, "No, Lee, just leave them there. Like, we'll figure it out." Um, <clears throat> but. The funny thing to me about this was not just the couches, uh-huh. but when I got closer, they had been playing Monopoly. <laughs> they had been playing so was like Monopoly. The real living room. Yes. In the yes. middle of the market. They had been playing Monopoly. There was Monopoly money, Monopoly pieces. So I don't know if they packed up their Monopoly board and like hit the road or <laughs> what, what the deal was, but it was like, okay. I mean, we're laugh were you laughing in that moment when you saw that? I mean, like, what were that- your feelings? I think after I got through that moment, I was laughing because yeah. it was just like, what? It's just so what bizarre. What is going on yeah. here? Well, so, you know, I remember being kind of fed up at one point of this season. Like, wow, like we yeah. literally can't clean up all this mess on our own anymore. And I asked you, I was like, hey, what are some of your ideas? And you went back to like Larry days. And you're like, you know, Larry actually had like really good relationships with um, the Minneapolis police. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I think one day we were de-escalating. Yes. Um, so there was a customer that just is overly making, you know, free speech comments, as he said, mm. to like our teenage yes. vendors. And we're yes. like, you know, you know, adults, if they have conversations, I'll, I'll let you slide. But if you're talking to one of our you know, underage teenage employees and saying bad things. It's time to go, buddy. It's time to go. Yeah. Hit yeah. the road. Hit the road. Yeah. So we're de-escalating and then we we see a fellow or a Minneapolis cop and both you and I look at him like, we're like, run, run. let's go meet him. Yeah. Yes. yes. We couldn't get to him soon enough. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit about why you think it's important to have more than just the market help us with just creating like a safer space at the market. Yeah, so I do feel like it's really important to have the MPD involved. I know Mm -hmm. right now they haven't had the easiest time with their reputation, but one person probably shouldn't ruin it for everybody, right? Right, right, right. Um, So I think it's really important to have them down there for people to feel safer. Yeah. Um, And the officer that came down, he really listened to our concerns. Mm -hmm. He really was willing to come out and walk the sheds with us. Yes. He's really a great guy. Mm -hmm. And on the number of occasions that he has stopped in, he's listened to all my concerns. Mm -hmm. He's given me multiple suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we've been walking the sheds together, there's been customers that have come up and said, hey, you know what? Thank you so much for being here. It's so great to see you guys Mm -hmm. down here again, Mm -hmm. because that was such a staple Mm -hmm. of Larry days. There was Mm -hmm. always the cops down there just walking through checking out the vendors yeah. shopping whatever it's tough because i mean we're the minneapolis farmers market and this is our market but we are the largest open air market in the upper midwest right. so we serve more than just our community Absolutely. we're a destination um we're a place also for wholesale yeah. yeah. I mean, I heard last weekend that there was somebody that traveled from Missouri mm-hmm. up to the market to get mm-hmm. Brian's sauerkraut. Oh, geez, Louis. That is pretty good sauerkraut. I mean, it's really <laughs> good, right? But that's a six relish. hour. It's oh, a relish. It's, oh, you're right. You're right. It is relish. 
but that's a six hour drive. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, I honestly believe, listen, the cops, you're right. They haven't had the best reputation in Minneapolis and we're overcoming this safety conversation um, in Minneapolis. But just like the, I tell this to people all the time about how our market is almost like a training ground for people after COVID to learn how to talk to one another, look each other in the eye. This is an opportunity for the police officers to be part of the community again and not be them against us type thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, this is my call out. I want more of the community. I want uh, firemen. I want police officers. I want the mayor. I want, you know, everybody from all walks of life to be able to come to this market and and just be themselves together, together in a safe space and focus on supporting local farmers and, and that kind of thing. Right. So <laughs> I'm I'm really trying to figure out in the future how we can beyond just our three sheds, how we can make this neighborhood more vibrant and lively um, because we are here all the time. Yeah. Um, it's, we're, after we are done with our vegetable growers, we're gonna go into our Christmas trees and then we'll do eggs, meat and cheese and then we'll start all over again in the spring. And so- um, And that's what, not something that a lot of people realize. Right, right. And so for you, what, what what do you see for the future for the farmers market in in that neighborhood? Like, what would you like to see? It's a loaded question. There's a <laughs> lot of things I'd like to see. Um, uh -huh. I'd like to see going back to what we were just talking about. I'd like to see more of a community presence, all walks of life. I'd right. like to see a lot more of the police, the firefighters. Those guys come down. Um, I'd like to see our food access program grow even more than it already yes. has because you've done such a wonderful job. I mean, like that one weekend and there's been numerous weekends, but yeah. I remember one weekend in particular, we were up 99% yes. over the weekend before. So it's really and come to, for leaps people and to bounds. know the food access program is basically if you have um, government assistance, we can exchange tokens so that they can use it with the farmers. So it's a win-win situation. People can get more food and the farmers can make more money. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard the term food desert right. used numerous times. And since we are a market that is within the, or it's right on the outside of the food desert. Yep. So uh, Lindale is kind of where our market border is. And so like the north side of that is a, a food desert. So that means that there are uh, families without vehicles that don't have access to grocery stores. So if we are not there to supply fresh food, then they, their only resources are like, convenience stores right and mm -hmm. I mean what a huge resource we are at right. that point mm -hmm. um what else would I like to see I'd like to see a little bit more diversity mm -hmm. uh with vendors in mm -hmm. our market mm -hmm. we have so many wonderful produce vendors yes but we also need a couple other vendors to spice it up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah you know I'm gonna just put it in there one thing that I think is so special about Ashley, and I don't think you realize this because you're you're new, but you've actually brought, I don't know if this is the right term, Hispanic community or Latinx. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what the right yeah, term is. Yeah, okay, but, yes. But so 
Ashley is actually fluent in Spanish. Yes. And okay, I have noticed that too. So that's that's interesting you say that because yeah. from the time that I started, I would see just a few um, people down at the market that were from that culture. Uh-huh. But I've seen it grow so much up until this point in the season. Uh-huh. And I really think that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, cause it's a, it's a huge part of the culture for Hispanics to go to, to a market, to a market. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't they come to our market? Yeah. Like, like you said, we're the biggest open air market. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I think that's awesome. And I would love to continue to see more of, uh, that culture as well as other cultures right, come right, in. Yeah. Right. You know, um, I think. It's okay. So tell me, how did you learn Spanish and how you became fluent first? Okay, sure. So I took six years in school uh, at all ages. I started in middle school and I continued to college. Mm -hmm. uh, So I can write and read and speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's not like super, super proper all the time, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I know enough to get me by and I know enough to help people. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing. Like I had um, a couple come in who had just had this brand new little month old baby, but they didn't speak any English. Mm. And so she was like, can you help me shop? Mm. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, cause I have these vouchers from WIC mm-hmm. and I don't know who I can use them with. Mm. I don't know what I can use them for. And I was like, yeah, let's go. So I shut the office and I helped her shop. And she was like, thank you so much. We've never been down here before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice to know that you're down here, that you're able to help us and understand what mm-hmm. it is that we're saying. Yes. Yeah. That is so special and that's so important. And I think, you know, this is our first season. We're going to go, we're going to spend the winter as things kind of, we don't have a full um, seven day a week market anymore. We're going to spend more time looking at what the future of our market is for next year. And I think it's so important that I love that you also think it's important for us to have a variety and spice things up, as you said. Absolutely. Um, Because to me, If someone knows that someone speaks Spanish at the market, they can be themselves and they'll want to come more often. I completely agree with that. And with working at the farm the past five years previous to this job, um, I spoke a lot of Spanish because our guys who come up from Mexico on the H-2A visa program, Uh um, a lot of them speak enough English to get them by, but they don't speak a ton of English. So like I was relaying things to them about orders we needed to fill and um, things that, you know, my dad, my cousin, they needed out of them. And they didn't necessarily understand what they needed in English. So I was able to relay it in Spanish. And I I think that's huge because at the end of the day, we're all people trying to come together for the same common goal. Right. Um, And if we can get there a little bit easier by speaking each other's languages, all the better. Excuse me. And I also think if we bring in other vendors that come from different cultures, that would, we could replicate what's happening with you in the Hispanic community. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with bringing in different vendors, uh, offering different products, it's going to bring in different clientele, like you just said. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so important. Yeah. And really we are such a diverse city Mm -hmm. and we should be a reflection of exactly. it, right? Exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love diversity. Uh-huh. Um, so now let's let's talk about where we're at right now. So um, we are a farmer-managed market, and actually 
the majority of our vegetable growers are Hmong growers. So tell yes. me about, you know, what your experience has been with, because a lot of our Hmong growers don't speak much English either, but yeah. you don't speak Hmong. I don't so. speak Hmong. <laughs> I know a couple words. Uh -huh. I know thank you and yes. I know good morning and yes. that's all I know, yes. uh, unfortunately. But gosh, they are so wonderful to work yeah. with. They're yeah. so inviting. They're so giving. I Honestly, I've had the best time getting to know our Hmong vendors because as a vendor, I knew a lot of um, a lot of farmers that were already down there, but I didn't really have a chance to get to know the Hmong vendors because they're pretty much selling the same product I was. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have really a big reason to go buy something from them. Right, right. Um, so this was my opportunity to get to know them. and. I have had the best experience. Uh, I had a lady who now I refer to as my market mom. Yes, yes I mom. know who exactly yes. who you're talking about. She would bring me food in the morning. <laughs> there was another vendor that she made both of us that mung bean cake. Yeah. Um, or paste, it wasn't a pastry. What was it called? Um, it's a, a layered, layered like tapioca yes, cake. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, and that was fantastic. So they accepted me just like I, was a part of the mm -hmm. culture, you know, mm -hmm. of the market the mm -hmm. entire time, even though they just got to know me this starting <laughs> June. I want you to tell us, we have a farmer, uh, sweet couple, like they're the most, anyways, Ashley comes back to the office and she goes, Sina, I have a Hmong name. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I was so excited about this. I have a Hmong name. They call me Shua. Shua. <laughs> Shua. I was so excited because I was like, oh my gosh, like they accept me. They're kind of adopting me into yes. the market family now. That was huge for me. And I don't know if she knows how big that was for me, but that was like the moment that I was like, okay, this is, it's starting to feel more like home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so cute. Yeah. Absolutely adorable. They haven't given me a Hmong name yet, but <laughs> just well, we're going to have to go ask her. We're going to get you named next year. <laughs> I am I am Southeast Asian, so Sina is a Cambodian name and the Hmong community um they they're they're like a little bit different from the Cambodian community. Yeah, but they so always think relate. you speak Hmong, yeah, yeah. which is so Liter great. Which is hilarious. Like, we'll have Hmong aunties come to the office and will only speak Hmong to me and I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> The lockout, you're like, I have no <laughs> idea what they just said, but not in smile, not yeah. in smile. Um, but it's it's really interesting to me because we just learn how to communicate in different ways, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. It's body gestures. It's we have to go a little above and beyond than just than just our our words. Um, yes, we still can have a beautiful relationship with someone without knowing the same language. Absolutely. Um, but there is sometimes where things get lost in translation. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, we have scenarios um, uh, that can be tough sometimes um, because of that. And I can think of, you know, like we were talking about earlier before how our vendors are just tired. They've worked yeah. hard all night long. They come to the market and maybe they didn't get what they expected. And there are situations where, yeah, I know I, I want to speak in their native tongue and tell them in Hmong, like what's happening right now. And yes. 
I, I we have resources. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah, the definitely. next generation yep, that are um, able to translate, but mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have a translator there yeah. as early as you may need right. them. At 5 a.m. Yeah. 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 And that creates a little bit of confusion. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, like, kind of what you, how you feel about that, what you think can fix that, you know? Yeah. So I had a situation over the summer where somebody thought they were getting two stalls and it really was one and a half, mm-hmm. but he just didn't really understand that. And he was really not happy with me. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to explain to him like, Hey, this is all I can offer you with the market being as full as it is. Mm-hmm. I would love to offer you two stalls together, but I can't. Right, right. And you know, how can we make this one and a half work? Mm-hmm. And he was really upset with me. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, he did take the one and a half stalls. Mm-hmm. He made it work. Mm-hmm. We made it work. Yeah. And he he later came into the office and brought me a pumpkin. It was like, here's your pumpkin. And I took that <laughs> as, I'm sorry for giving you a hard time this morning. <laughs> Let's move past this. And we did. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it's not always easy. But right. somehow we find a way around it. And we find a way to work through it because... Yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're just here to do the same thing, yeah. which is bring food to people mm-hmm. who are looking to buy it. Well, Ashley, you're doing an amazing job. I just have to tell you that. Thank you. Like being thrown into this. Thank you. And it's just been so beautiful to watch you um, build relationships with people. Because this market is big. It's 170 stalls. Yeah. And there's you know, hundreds of people working at this market. So I kind of have like people that I kind of talk to. You have your people. Yes. And like it's, yes. it's been a really good vibe having you here at this Thank market. You. Do you miss farming? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. I'll be honest. Uh, I never thought I would be a farmer. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up around this and that's what my family does. Mm-hmm. That's what my dad has done mm-hmm. since the age of eight. Mm. Um, he went to work with his older brother mm. and they um, they were the ones that bought the farm okay. eventually. And um, growing up around it, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, like that's that's what my family does. But maybe that's not what I'm going to do. And the past five years with being here at the farm and working here. Yeah. I grew a huge love for farming. Uh Um, So I do miss farming and there's so many things that I miss about it, but the farm's always gonna be here. Yeah. Um, God willing. And and I'm definitely gonna go back to the farm to plant um, in February, because we do greenhouse planting. Mm -hmm. And there are other things that I'm able to help out with at the farm. So uh, I get to fill that, that farming void yeah there we go yeah so yeah um for folks who've never been to the market riverside farms is like the cutest ever they have the best two guys at the market yeah they're fantastic (laughs) yeah ladio and mike so ladio has worked for my dad since Mm -hmm. he was 15 Mm -hmm. um he came with his uncle Mm -hmm. from mexico and uh, my dad actually, back in the 90s, my dad and my uncle, my Uncle Joe, um, helped Ladio and his wife get their citizenship. Wow. Yeah. Um, so 
Ladio is such a huge part of our family and our farm, mm -hmm. as well as Mike, who's been here for 14 years, mm -hmm. um, who is Ladio's cousin. Mm -hmm. And they're like the staple of the Riverside. They food. are. Like people love them. They're they, like a celebrity at our yeah, they, market. No, they truly are. <laughs> like people come down just to see them or to bring them like goodies. Like they're always getting something to eat. And I'm uh -huh. like, where did you get these? Oh, so-and-so made them for me. Well, where did you get that? Oh, so-and-so so brought it for me and I'm like oh my god you guys like <laughs> really and are you guys doing any work when you see them from a distance they they look like tough guys they do but they're such big teddy they bears they really are yes. they give the best hugs yes. and they're the sweetest guys and ever. they do anything for you yeah. I mean there's been so many mornings um when I'm down there at 4 30 that they'll come early to put out the ATMs Aww. or they'll stay later to help me put away the ATMs or clean the bathrooms with yeah. the power washer because uh -huh. that was needed to be done. Right. They were like, yeah, we'll stay later, you know? Yeah, I've seen your um, your Riverside crew be a lot more part of this market since you started. I would it, agree with that. It's been really handy. Yeah, I would so, totally agree. And first of all, I have to say this too. I've known your dad for three years. He's, so he's the he owns the membership of this market. Yes. Um, and when I didn't know that that was your dad, because oh, you funny. two are completely yeah. different people. <laughs> yeah, we are very night and day. My man, my dad is a man of very few words, uh -huh. but when he speaks, you usually listen because he knows what he's talking yeah. about. But yeah, I'm we're night and day. We're so. night and day, but awesome guy. Um, Absolutely. When you're not there, when I'm there during the weekdays, he'll even help me out. And I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. My dad's a good guy. Yeah. He's yeah. a great guy. And he loves the farmer's market. He, he does. Loves the, I mean, like I said, I'm here because of the farmer's <laughs> market. So maybe that's his big love of it. I don't know. <laughs> but no, he loves the farmer's market and he enjoys just coming down there even when he's not selling down there. Uh-huh. Like, there was one morning I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I just came to see what was going on. I feel like it's five o'clock in the morning. And he's like, yeah, just thought I'd see what was down here today. <laughs> okay, thanks for stopping. You know, but when I left the farm, I, I called my dad and I was like, yeah, I got the job. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's great. You know, I was, I was thinking you'd get it. And I said, I'm gonna miss you. And he goes, you don't have to miss me. You're gonna see my ugly mug every day. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, whatever. Because when I was at the farm, my dad and I always had lunch together. It uh -huh. was like our hour to like talk about what was going on at the farm, but yeah. also like talk about like what was going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. So like, that's something that I genuinely miss. Mm -hmm. But um, when he said, you're gonna see my ugly mug every day, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't realize he went down there every, every day. day. <laughs> yeah, it's like a part of his daily routine. It, like I can see, I can see that transitioning into the market because um, you and I, even though you and I are the ones that run this entire, you know, operation, um, we really don't see much of each other during no, the day. That's we, true. Yeah. You're covering one thing. I'm covering another thing. Um, but when your dad comes in, I usually say hi to him, but I kind of let you two have your moment. Our morning, yes, yeah. Our morning yes, moment. Yeah. That's yes. true. Yeah. And I treasure that. I uh -huh. mean, I've learned so much from him about farming, yeah. but I've also learned so much from him, you know, in life. Yeah. So it's cool that he and I can still continue to share this love of this industry. Yeah. Farming. Yeah. yeah. And I go to him for a lot of market stuff like, hey, what do you think about this? 
hey, what about that? When is that going to be ready in the field? When uh-huh. is this coming in? Yeah. Or whatever. So it's, it's pretty cool to now have a, a different take on our relationship. Yeah. You have lots of knowledge of farming. I mean, I go to you and be like, what is this squash? Yeah, what, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's super awesome and really special. And I think the market's future is going to look really, really bright with you and I in leadership. Um, I, I think agree. I think we kind of drive each other with questions and how we think about things. Yeah. And, um, we each have a different take on it. Yeah. And I feel like when we come together on something, we come up with a really great solution uh-huh. to whatever the problem is or whatever the situation is. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited for what the future is going to hold for this market. I love that we can like vent to each other about the crazy things that happens because you and I are the only, the only ones, ones that, that understand. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a look and you're like, what happened? Yes. Or like, what is going on now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, the future of farming, the future of our farmer's market, we have our ideas. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I think you and I are going to are gonna come up with some really cool things. We're going to rock it. We're going to rock it. Yeah. So thank you, Ashley, for Thanks, joining Eva. us on Farm to Market. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Farm to Market is a collaboration between the Minneapolis Farmers Market and Gleam Tower Media. Follow us on social media to learn more about seasonal offerings at the market or visit our website to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. All these links will be in the description below. If you enjoyed the show, we ask that you please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, make sure you're subscribed on these platforms to catch future episodes. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you again soon.